This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. In today's show, we will preview the position-by-position series. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, we'll also hear from starting quarterback Desmond Ritter and offensive guard Chris Lindstrom. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter was one of the first players to report for the offseason program on Monday. He was back at the facilities on Tuesday, and he talked about getting back out on the field. Oh, it was great. Um, You know, getting in here, it's like, you know, a lot of people say the first day of school, except, uh, you know, you go into the first day of school, and usually, you know, you have the same classmates that you would have, except, uh, you know, half your classmates are gone, you have a new half of classmates. So, um, you know, it's fun to get in here, see new faces. Um, see the energy around the building of guys just, you know, coming in here ready to work. Um, so, you know, it's been exciting to get back in here and just be where we are. Yeah, no question about it for Desmond. You know, right after the season, they were not ready to proclaim him the starter. They uh, also didn't do it at the Combine, but at the uh, owners' meetings in March, they uh, Arthur Smith did tell us that he was going to be the starter going into this season. And um, Desmond thought, well, hey, once he got the job, he didn't plan on giving it up. Here is what he had to say about at what point they told him that he was the guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you look at like week 14, I think, whatever that was. And, you know, going through the bye week, um, you know, that's when I was told then. And then uh, from that point on, you know, it's kind of just going into the offseason, you know, myself, um, just, you know, taking it as, as you're the starter. And so. Um, you know, it was just kind of throughout, you know, whatever it may have been throughout the offseason. Um, but, you know, that was my mindset from as soon as I stepped foot on the field for the first time um, down in New Orleans, um, was to just obviously take it and run with it. Desmond also um, looked at the benefit of having the same coach, the same scheme, uh, coming back, you know, with Arthur Smith calling the plays, a lot of the same players coming back. They're counting on that continuity to help him grow in year two. Those are huge factors. You know, there's a very select few who get to say that they've had, a, you know, the same um, scheme, offense coordinator, head coach, whatever it may be, for multiple years in a row. Um, so for myself being one of those guys, I'm going to take advantage of that. 
Um, you know, going in here with, with Drew and these wide receivers and the centers and, you know, getting the run game down and getting, you know, the pass game, you know, as, as good as it needs to be with the receivers. Um, you know, from a mental standpoint, I think that's, you know, where you're going to see the next step and excel from. All right, that's quarterback Desmond Ritter. He's back as the starter here as the Falcons kick off the offseason program, phase one. Now we're going to move on to our position-by-position position series. We're um, through uh, almost the 10-part series. Uh, we're up to part six. Started on the defensive side of the ball uh, this morning with the uh, defensive linemen. And uh, we're going to uh, go through the, the defensive side of the border today and special teams. We'll have a break in here. But uh, things are going to start with Jalen Carter, who's reportedly in the building today. We saw Arthur Blank's uh, uh, van pull up because uh, the Falcons have to do their due diligence on if they're going to take the Georgia tackle at the number eighth pick. He's considered the best tackle in the draft, but we know – uh, about um, what all happened at the university. Uh, questions about his work ethic have surfaced, but there's no doubt that um, he's a talent. He played 35 games for the Bulldogs, 83 tackles, 18.5 tackles for loss. And, that, and, and staying with the tackles, we got Brian Breezy out of Clemson, number two. Saka Aka from Baylor. He's six foot three, three fifty-eight as the uh, number two tackle. He could go late first, early second. Mozzie Smith Jr. from Michigan. He's a relative of former AJC uh, basketball writer um, Sekou Smith, and that's the Smith family is all uh, uh, excited about Mozzie and where he might go in the draft. The former Michigan Wolverine, Mozzie Smith. The Fifth tackle is Javon Dexter out of South Florida, 6'6", 312, uh, one of the bigger, taller tackles uh, in the draft. Now, defensive end, you know, some guys, you know, they got those weak side linebackers, they rush, kind of like uh, Nolan Smith and Will Anderson, so we moved them to linebacker. But your true defensive end, guys, these are all 260 and up guys. Uh, Miles Murphy from Hillgrove High is the number one, uh, 6'5", 275. Most people have Tyree Wilson uh, out of Texas Tech as their one, but he's, uh, he's, he's he might go in the top ten considering his uh, pass rush abilities. Lucas Van Ness, we're going to put him at 14 to the Patriots in our next mock draft uh, out of Iowa. Isaiah Folsky Jr., Notre Dame. Uh, he was uh, named a team captain this year for them, played in 12 games, didn't play in the Gator Bowl, though. And then Keon White of Georgia Tech, 6'5", 280. He's a guy that has come on here in the pre-draft process, uh, possible late first round, early second round pick. Uh, Tech player has not been selected in the first round since Derek Morgan, 16th overall, and Demarius Thomas, 22nd overall in 2010. So White started his career as a tight end at Old Dominion. He's overcome a severe ankle injury, but he uh, is a fine NFL pro prospect. So those are our top five defensive ends and defensive tackles. A couple other local prospects to keep an eye out for. Robert Bill from Georgia and Peachtree Ridge. Yaya Diaba 
from North Clayton and Louisville, uh, Thomas Ioncom from Central Michigan and Stone Mountain, and Isaiah Land, he's the top HBCU prospect here from Florida A&M. Uh, he had 19 sacks a couple years ago in, tw- in 2021 and 25.5 sacks, uh, tackles for losses. He, uh, Isaiah Land's from Grayson High. And then Byron Young from Tennessee, he uh, is also one of the locals to keep an eye on. And as far as the Falcons, we say yes, this is a need area. The Falcons have added some veterans in free agency, but need some long-term help at in and tackle. So we could, uh, we're going to expect uh, alignment at some point here in the draft. Let's move on to the uh, backers. We got them together, split up into inside and outside linebackers. The inside guys are off the ball, old thumper guys uh, in the middle where the Falcons played Rashawn Evans and Troy Anderson last year and Mikael Walker. So, you know, they've got uh, – Rashawn isn't back so far, so they got two options there. And the top five guys there are Jack Campbell from Iowa, Noel Sowell from Oregon, uh, Henry Tuutu from Alabama, Owen Papo from Grayson High and Auburn, and Diane Henley from Washington State. Those are your inside backers. Nobody's going the first round. Jack Campbell would be the uh, first inside uh, backer off the board. Outside linebackers, Will Anderson from Dutchtown High and Alabama is a consensus top edge rusher in the draft. Some might go with Wilson, but we're going with Anderson. You know, about the spectacular year he had in 2021, uh, got a lot of attention last year, and his numbers dropped. His uh, 17.5 sacks went down to 10, and his 34.5 tackles for loss went down to 17. But he still was the uh, consecutive SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He's not going to last much out of the first uh, first five picks for sure. Nolan Smith, senior Georgia uh, Chuck Smith told us at Auburn's Pro Day that he really was really likes the way Smith shreds the guards when they come out to get him. Not not shed, he meant shred, he meant broke them down into pieces type thing. Because the kid is, he's only at um, 238 pounds, but he's a tough hombre. Uh, so he's had a great pre-draft process and could move into the first round. I know Mel Kuyper had him going to the Falcons at 10. That's the highest I've seen him. But uh, he's going to be he's going to get a shot in the NFL with a uh, you know chance to be one of the top linebackers in the league. Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He started his career at Alabama. And then B.J. Ojolare from Marietta High. That's Aziz's uh, little brother. Aziz, of course, from played at Georgia and is with the Giants. Uh, so of the, um, you know, you got the best of the rest. That's where you'll find Derek Hall from Auburn, uh, Wisconsin's Nick Herberg, and uh, Texas's DeMarvion Overshawn. Some of the best of the rest in that group. Local prospects include Shaka Hayward from Duke and Mill Creek High. Uh, Charlie Thomas from Georgia Tech and Thomasville High. 
And we consider this uh, another need area for the Falcons. The Falcons have not resigned Rashawn Evans, who led the team in tackles last season with 140, 159. They have signed a couple of linebackers in Caden Ellis or and um, Tay Davis, but both have never been full-time starters. So we're going to take a break right now and come back with more from the defensive position-by-position position series. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Welcome back here to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to take this time to, again, thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. Now, if you haven't joined our community yet, we have a special deal available right now for listeners to this podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next three months for just 99 cents. That's all of our stories on AJC, our terrific e-paper, and all of our newsletters, including Bradley's Buzz from legendary columnist Mark Bradley. So to take advantage of this offer, go to subscribe dot ajc.com backslash podcast again that's subscribe dot ajc.com backslash podcast so you always know what's really going on all right right guard chris lindstrom was with us today hadn't talked to him since he signed his new um, hefty contract Here's what Chris had to say on his new contract. Uh, just incredibly grateful, um, super appreciative of it, and um, that was the biggest takeaway. So I just celebrated with my family, but then know that that you know comes with a bunch of responsibility. Um, so I'm ready, ready to go. But again, super grateful, thankful. I mean, it's uh, it's it's life changing for my whole family. So incredibly grateful to uh, the staff and Mr. Blank. Well, Chris is a very humble guy, one of the top right guards in the National Football League. And we wanted to know from him what was his big purchase after signing his new contract. You know, everything changes, but nothing really changes. So I just, I vested everything. So uh, I bought a, I did buy a tractor, I bought a John Deere tractor for my house in, in the off season of plow. So I'm kind of excited about that. So like I would drive by a dealership in the off season all the time. And then like I told my, like Maddie, my fiance, I was just like, 
you know, I, I definitely want one of these. She's like, yeah, okay, okay. And then I finally got the tracks. I was like, can I, can I finally go? And she's like, yes, we'll go look. And like, stopped in, looked, and um, they were they were super helpful. So I got it. Gonna plow this off season. That's like my fun thing to do is mow the lawn and plow. So it's like <laughs> very very simple. All right. So my man Chris has got him a new tractor. Uh, congratulations to him. He's one of the good guys in the locker room, and it's always uh, helpful. Uh, when you have questions about uh, the football team. So uh, I'm glad he's got him a bright, new, shiny tractor. Now here's what he had to say about getting these workouts started, getting this off-season program underway. Chris Lindstrom on the off-season workouts. The longer I've been here, the quicker the turnaround feels, but it's uh, it was fun. You get to... You get to like the middle of March and you just want to kind of get back, you kind of feel lost, you miss the guys, you want to get out there and practice. So it was, it's really fun. And this phase one is to really, or at least the, you know, my mindset towards it is to, uh, you know, focus on individual development, strength and conditioning, and then better understanding um, of the playbook as this OTA goes and really kind of work the mental and small uh, technical details um, during this time. And really, uh, another huge aspect of it too is to grow relationships um, with your teammates, so especially new guys in the room, um, guys on the team, and can just continue to work that. All right, Chris Lindstrom, one of the top guards in the National Football League, is back at work at the voluntary uh, workouts. Uh, so that's always to be um, commended when you see the the uh, top players on the team coming here to work out. If you're the 89th guy, you kind of got to come too. <laughs> You see the, the, the number one and number two guys in here working out at the voluntary program. Uh, you know, it's kind of incumbent on you to get in here too and uh, work out and do the best you can. We got a chance to look at them today working out, the offensive players, um, you know, a brief open media uh, a session. You can go to AJC.com for our pictures and uh, – we did a couple of videos uh, we put on Twitter, just a, some guys running. If you need some football, there you have it. And then we have a couple of videos up of uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, Chris Lindstrom on AJC.com. So let's get back to uh, getting you guys ready for the draft and the defensive um, positions here. We are up to cornerback and uh, our safeties, we got them split into free and uh, strong. And then we got our special teams uh, players, uh, kickers, punters, and long snappers. I don't have the returners yet, but we will have them by the end of the week in our 10th story in the position-by-position position series. Uh, that um, The special teams, they're last, but, hey, you can get some impact players there, uh, too, to help you out um, – Trying to win football games, they always say offense, defense, and special teams. So let's go to cornerbacks here. Hey, one guy in question, uh, I got Christian Gonzalez as one. A lot of people have Devin Witherspoon as one out of Illinois, and then Joy Porter as three, so I might flip that. Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. Uh, well, let's go back to uh, Gonzalez, uh, Oregon. Big kid, 6'2", 201. Cover guy, doesn't hit, ball skills kind of, sort of. Uh, but everybody likes him. Joey Porter, contact, press corners, going to beat your receivers up at the line of scrimmage. Probably he'll get lost in coverage. Doesn't have great ball skills, but, um, you know, he's got the lineage. His dad played 13 years in the league. 
Joey Porter Sr. Weatherspoon's a tough little six foot 180 complete cornerback. He's the hitter. Uh, so, you know, people, you know, the NFL coaches like him. He's got to, um, you know, he's going to come up and play tough. Emmanuel Forbes, he was, they say they got him listed at 180, but he's probably about 166. And um, 14 interceptions, six returns for touchdowns. Got him going in the first or the second. Uh, Cam Smith from uh, South Carolina, six foot 188. And then Kylie Ringo is our sixth cornerback uh, from Georgia, 6'2, 210. But I, I got to think he's going higher than that, especially after he ran the 439 at the scouting combine. Uh, Deontay Banks from Maryland, six foot one, two hundred five, uh, runs with the receivers, doesn't tracks the ball, doesn't play the ball well at the end, according to Mel Kiper Jr. So um, you know you kind of got to know what you're getting there. Uh, Clark Phillips, the third out of Utah, a little older guy, five nine, one eighty three. Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. And D.J. Turner from Michigan and uh, North Gwinnett High uh, ran a 4.26.40. So, you know, they love that. Let me look at my best other rest. Anybody down there? Alabama's Eli Ricks, South Carolina's Darius Rush, Coastal Carolina's Lance Boykin. Best of the rest at cornerback. Let's move over to safety. You know, the Falcons don't uh, – cornerback is, is still a need. Uh, for us, uh, we're going to say yes because, you know, Jeff Facunda and Mike Evans, yeah, they um former first-round picks, but they haven't been able to, you know, keep their jobs in the National Football League, especially with Hughes. And then Acunda was just hurt so much in Detroit, and uh, they had to play heavy uh, zone on, on the top of him. So I don't think signing those two guys solves – your cornerback issue, and I'm from the old Mike Zimmer school, too, that uh, you can never have enough good cornerbacks. So we're not going to rule out the cornerbacks in the first round or the second for the Atlanta Falcons. Strong safety, we can rule safeties out because they spent a boatload of money on Jesse Bates. Uh, but here we're going to go ahead and let you all know who these top players are. Your top strong is Jordan Battle from Alabama. Uh, J.L. Skinner from Boise State, 6'4", 211. That's a big rangy guy there. Kavion Merriweather from Iowa. Rashawn Torrance, the second from Florida. Sidney Brown from Illinois. Those are your top five strong safeties. Let's look at the best of the rest. We got Mississippi's Otis Reese down there, Duke's Darius Joyner, These guys that y'all we might know from the uh, SEC and ACC. Free safety, we know the number one guy. That's Brian Branch from Sandy Creek High in Alabama. Uh, we know the top two guys, Chris Smith from Georgia. Uh, playmaker, just made plays. It's always around the ball there. Antonio Johnson from Texas, Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State, and Jamie Robinson from Florida. So the best of the rest, um, see anybody we might know, Florida's Trey Dean III. He's a local kid here too, and um, 
Certainly somebody that uh, the SEC fans know a great deal about. Now, special teams, we um, we can start with the punters. Uh, Michigan's Bryce Berenger, top-rated punter. Michigan's uh, Brad Robbins, they got a couple. And they got a kicker, too. Another punter, Adam Corsack from Rutgers. Michael Turk from Oklahoma from the Turk family. Long-time NFL punting family. And Memphis is Joe Doyle. Those are your top five punters. I don't have um, – well, do yeah, we do have grades on uh, Behringer going to fifth for six, Robinson fifth for six, uh, Corsack the seventh, and then Turk is a seventh-HPFA, high-priority free agent, and so is Doyle from Memphis, seventh round and HBFA, high-priority, HPFA, high-priority free agents. All right, so we covered Jake Moody at the East-West game um, in uh, Vegas, the uh, 98th Shrine Bowl game, and he had field goals of 51, 51, 35, and 35, you know, in a 12-5 to 5 shootout <laughs> out there. And uh, one of his quotes was um, – Interviewed him after the game on the field. He said, I knew it was going to be a defensive battle for sure. Most all-star games are. I'm thankful for the offense getting me opportunities to kick field goals. They put me in a great spot to put points on the board, and I'm really thankful for that. So we have Moody as the number one kicker. Uh, Maybe the Cowboys in the fifth round. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. has Chad Ryland as the number one kicker. We have a seventh-round grade on him. Christopher Dunn from North Carolina State, seventh-round or HPFA. Adam Smart from Syracuse, uh, seventh-round or HPFA. And then uh, from Georgia, Jack Podolesny, Polesny, uh, six-foot-one, 193, seventh-round or uh, HPFA. He made 182 of 184 extra points, 61 of 74 field goals for a total of 365 points. His career long was a big 53-yarder against Cincinnati in the uh, 2021 Chick-fil-A Bowl. So let's go to our long snappers. We have a couple long snappers here. Alex Ward out of Central Florida, and then Robert Soderholm out of Virginia Military Institute. They are both um, seven. You, you're not going to draft the uh, long snapper. Let's just call them high priority free agents. Although we do have a seventh round grade on Solder Soderholm. So that that's it. Um, you got this week's podcast three ninety six. Reviewing our position-by-position position draft series on the defensive side of the ball. If you need to get ready for the offensive side of the ball before the draft, you need to get episode 395. Last week we covered all the offensive players, and if those are areas of need for the Falcons. Uh, special teams, the Falcons are set. They got cool at kicker. They got... Um, they got Pinion re-signed at punter, and they got Lamb McCullum re-signed at long snapper. So we're not expecting any movement on the special teams. And you got Cordarrelle Patterson and Avery Williams back to do the return work. 
Uh, and they also re-signed Coderell Hodge, the team's top special teams tackler. So special teams-wise, they're okay. Free safety and strong safety-wise, no needs there. Uh, linebacker and cornerback, yeah, you always want to add in those two key spots. And then up front, you can, um, I'm thinking they got to go big with that number eight pick in the draft. Uh, B. John Robinson's a wild card, considered the top five player in the draft. I don't think you take him eighth, but hey, you know, um, uh, they said they're taking the best player available, so can't rule them out. But uh, yeah, the big tackles will be there. Broderick Johnson, we haven't we haven't worked up our five guys on the radar yet. We like to at least wait until we hear from Coach uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot. We're gonna hear from them next Tuesday. I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll come to the press conference with a whole uh, board for us, their whole draft board, and all the picks that they want the fans to get excited about. <laughs> Uh, just, just being facetious there. But we'll see what we can get out of them. We at least like to talk to them before we come up with the five players on the radar. But we're thinking right now, got to look at the tackles, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky. Got to look at the edge rushers if they get through, uh, Nolan Smith, uh, Tyree Williams, if they get through. Anderson's not getting through. Uh, he's not getting to eight. What do you do if Seattle passes on Jalen Carter? Do you take him at eight? Uh, you know, they're talking about character and makeup and, and probably a little bit jumpy about uh, Carter, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Gonzalez, the cornerback, could uh, be a, a fit for him too at eight. So we'll work through that list, but we're thinking big right now, especially since they spent so much money in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. There's no weapons up up high to take other than B. John Robinson. The uh, J Jackson Smith um, Najigba kid is the top wide receiver, but he only played like 60 snaps last year, so a lot of teams have questions about him. So uh, Zay Flowers out of B, uh, BC's number two, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't pick him with the eighth pick. You know, the receiver stack from the first round to the second and the third is not that uh, you know, it's not that big of a, a drop-off. So you maybe could see them going with uh, Mississippi's Jonathan Mingo in a third or fourth round type of deal. So, uh, you know, they're going to be all over the board, but we're thinking early everything's pointing toward bigs, whether it's a defensive line or, um, or, or the uh, offensive line. But you want to get an impact player at eight, and uh, nobody's – not said that Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, or Skaronsky are not going to play for the next 10 years in the National Football League. Those will be the safest uh, other picks. Uh, Nolan Smith will kind of be a gamble at eight, but uh, if he's giving you eight to 10 sacks off the edge and can cover in space and he's versatile, like General Manager Terry Fontenot said he wanted to go, then he, he could be the guy too. So, you know, it's, we're getting close. It's the 18th right now as we speak, and the draft is coming up on April the 27th and 29th in Kansas City. So we hope you all are ready for it, and if not, go back and listen to 395 and 396. All your draft stuff is in there on the off-top players, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, and if the Falcons uh, are in need in that position group. So with that, we're going to say take care and have a great 
Rest of the week from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, this is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.